0: I want to thank you for downloading the first episode, A Staffelty Spilling the Tea. In this episode, you'll get a chance to hear from Verina's associate principal and one of our assistant principals. After the episode, click subscribe and give us a four or five star rating. There's the bell. Time for class. Hey, all you tea drinkers out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, For today's episode, we have a very special one, our associate
1: principal, uh, Mr. Stratus. You want to introduce yourself, Mr. Stratif? Absolutely. My name is William Cody Stratif. I am the associate principal at Verona High School. Um, this is well. This would have wrapped up my 18th year at Verona High School, but COVID had other ideas for us. But um, this is my 18th year of education, all at Verona High School. Very cool. Um, can you give us a background as into
0: how you got into education, and you know, maybe what you taught before you were an admin, and how you got into admin? Just Absolutely. A quick background.
1: Yeah, um, I don't really have a neat backstory into how I got into education or teaching. I don't really know kind of how it happened. I did not like high school. I did not feel connected to my high school. Um, I just kind of went through it. Um, Anyone that knows me knows staying awake in a sitting position can be difficult for me sometimes. And I struggled (laughs) with that badly in high school. That's kind of what I was known for was that I would fall asleep regularly. And um, luckily, I had the, uh, I guess, brain power to do well enough, even though I kind of struggled with p- attention sometimes. Um, and I went off to JMU. I almost joined the Navy. Uh, if I would have, uh, if my mom would have signed off on it after my junior year, I would have uh, been in the Navy, but I, she said no. I went and took the SATs and decided to try college out and ended up uh, liking history. So I just figured, well, I don't want to work in a museum, so let's try this whole teaching thing. Once I got into teaching, I was I was hooked. Immediately loved working with the kids. have always been more of a kid person than a content person. You know, I liked history uh, as a subject when I was in high school. I like learning about history, but I'm not like a history nut. I definitely liked uh, working with the kids more than working with the content, and that led me into, um, and I had an administrator, and she was kind of known as the hard hard case administrator. She uh, was the one all the kids were scared of, all the teachers were scared of, was about to, and she pulled me aside one day and said, you know what, you should look into administration. You'd be good at that. And the fact that it came from her kind of stuck with me because she was kind of the scary, Very cool. the, the scary one. And that's how I got into administration. Um, and I've definitely re- not regretted it for a minute. I definitely feel like working with kids more individually than you know in a larger class has been more my speed. Um, so I've never regretted it for a minute.
0: Very cool. And um, just so the listeners know, Mr. Stradiv actually taught my wife during his student teaching way back in the day. So, fun little
1: fun fact right there. Yes, I did. That was uh, one of the (laughs) moments where I realized that I'm a little older than I thought because when uh, Mr. Calder mentioned you know, working with his wife when I was student teaching, I was thinking, Corey, you're a little young for some of those teachers that were there. They were all considerably older than me. And he's like, <laughs> no, it was, uh, she was one of the students. And I was like, oh, we're in that phase of our career now. Great. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. No, that's fine. fine. So um, can you spill the tea
0: from your point of view in the skills that you do really well that make you so successful at Verina? Or if you've seen some teachers do some things in the classroom, um, because, you know, there's a lot of listeners out there. Yeah. So any skills that you've seen, go ahead and spill the tea.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing that's always helped me is that, um, I was never the perfect student. So I've always been able to connect, you know, with some of the kids that aren't really feeling being there. Um, you know, that don't have a connection either, you know, or may have a, a, don't have a positive connection to school. So I feel like I've always been able to kind of put myself in those kids position. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the, uh, the the neighborhood I grew up in the part of Chesterfield County I grew up in was fairly similar to a lot of our uh, neighborhoods around Verona. So I feel like um, as far as making friend choices um, that are either going to positively or negatively impact you is something that I kind of live through so that I can, you know, work with uh, the kids in that regard, knowing when you've got to cut folks out, because if you don't, you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be. And then, I never take anything the kids say personally, um, and that's always really helped me because, you know, when I was a teacher and, you know, I had a negative interaction with a kid and he would come back in the room if he served in school or out of school suspension, was sent to APAD, which was kind of our space before it was space. And then when Mm -hmm. they would come back, I would always try to just welcome them back and be like, no hard feelings. Hey, everybody makes mistakes. I don't hate you. I don't want to kick you out of my class. And that's always been something that I felt worked as a teacher. So then as an administrator, if I ever have to suspend a kid or give them a consequence, I always try to make sure that they know, hey, it's not personal. You know, I want you to make good choices. I don't want to kick you out of school. And just trying to make the kids understand that this isn't, you know, me versus you or I'm always going to take the teacher's side. The kids always say that when they come in, like, you're going to believe the teacher, so why should I even tell you my side? (laughs) You know, that they're going to get a fair shake with me, that I'm going to, you know, welcome them back if they did mess up. And most of the time, they'll admit, you know, like, yeah, I said, you know, I didn't cuss at the teacher, but I said the S word when I walked out of the room and slammed the door. I'm like, well, okay, now we're arguing semantics, but I appreciate you being honest with me. And just letting Mm -hmm. them know that, you know, I appreciate their, version of things and that that it's not personal has always been, has always helped me not get into a lot of like headbutting conflicts with kids where, you know, every time I have something to say to them, they're like, Oh gosh, it's this guy again. Or I see them, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I gotta see blah, blah, blah again. And that's, you know, helped me, you know, deal with some of the high volume kids, both as a teacher and as an administrator. Yeah. And it's,
0: it's like you have, to, you have to punish
1: the behavior and you have to let the kid know,
0: as you said, we're punishing the behavior. You're getting in trouble because of the behavior, not because I, quote, unquote, don't like you or mm-hmm. any of that nonsense.
1: Yeah. And that was particularly um, important back when it was fighting it was 10 days, no matter what, no matter who started it, no matter what your record was. And that was kind of where I kind of factored that in because the parents – You know, you can tell the parents, look, you know, you don't have to agree with me, but this is the policy and that, you Mm -hmm. know, that has been modified some by the county, given some more leeway with some of the consequences under the new code of conduct. But that was where a lot of those communication skills had to come in because back, you know, under the, I don't want to say zero tolerance, but the more punitive code of conduct, you really had to communicate that or else it ended up being a a mess because – there was really not a lot of give there. So you had to use your, your words and your relationship building abilities as opposed to just being like, all right, well, look, you know, your kid's a really nice kid. So I'm only going to give him this many days because it's his first infraction because back then you didn't have that leeway that you do that you do now.
0: Yeah, very true. Um, so we'll take a break from school real quick. Uh, what are, what's Cody Stranath and the family doing during this COVID
1: time school. But, um, I realized why I am at the high school <laughs> level. I have a kindergarten daughter, a fourth grade son and a seventh grade son and teaching them is very different than interacting with the students at school. It is not possible for me to not take what they're doing personally. So I can't live up to my own, uh, mantra there and I want to ring some necks and they want to ring some necks and it's been super fun. But other than, you know, the schoolwork piece, we've been doing a lot of bike riding outside. Luckily, through this quarantine it's been beautiful. So we have spent a good amount of time riding bikes around, you know, our little neighborhood and you know, just trying to be out where we can, uh, pushing the daughter on the swing and you know, playing some basketball with my middle son and just trying to get my 7th 7th grader out of his room. He's very content in there with his devices and he Mm doesn't want to come out so just trying to get him out where i can but that's very cool
0: i saw something on twitter where a homeschooled parent it's sort of in your shoes she only had two kids and she jokingly said they're gonna do a (laughs) hide. they're gonna do a hide and lock as a drill practice at their house just to give the parents a break so they're gonna have the kids sit in the room and be quiet And I may or may not forget to check
1: that one location for a couple of (laughs) leave, leave people, leave people hiding longer than they they need to. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, um, so what's, what's
0: kind of one, one or two things that teachers or administrators or staff footy members can learn from you to help them be the best that they
1: can be next school year. Um, and this is going to be more specific to just, there's going to be some changes at the administrative level, obviously, um, with Ms. Seeley um, moving on to her new position at the mm-hmm. district office. And, um, you know, things change constantly um, at the administrative level from assistant principals and things like that. And, you know, we have, we have changes within the departments as people leave teaching, as people leave the school. And the big thing is when you come back, Remember why you got into this. What was the reason that you got into this? You didn't get into this for a specific person or a specific, uh, you know, policy. And the same thing, you know, as we introduce new policies, we're going to have to have some policies to clean up 2020. The class of 2020, you know, kind of got the shaft um as far Mm -hmm. as just luck as far as not having the prom and not having this not that we're canceling prom yet. this is but you know if that happens if we don't get a graduation and if we don't get a prom and if we don't get a fun group way to honor them that we all love i mean that's my favorite day of the year is graduation and you know watching the seniors walk through the you know getting my getting the love that i need to keep it up You know, that's the that's the day of the year where I fill my tank for the next year and I'm ready to rock and roll. And, you know, there's a chance we may not have that. So remember why you got into it. Did you get into it because you love your content and you want to impart that knowledge on the students? Did you get into it because you just love working with teenagers? Did you get into it because, um, you know, whatever reason it, it is for you. But remember those deeply personal reasons that, you know, if this person that you were really close with isn't there again, or this, you know, leadership changed and it's, you know, your opinions on the change of the leadership. Those things are all not why we got into this. When you decided to go into teaching, you didn't know what school you were going to be at. You didn't know what the kids were going to be like. You certainly had no idea anything about COVID-19 and how we're going to have to track the work that they did or didn't do in May of 2020. Why did you get into that? And that's really what's going to have to, motivate people because I don't think we're getting that going to get that typical send off that we get. And there's going to be changes at the top and, you know, we don't know who the next principal is going to be. And those are all things that are going to impact folks, but none of them are reasons why you got into this profession. So that's what you just need to keep in mind. Why did I do this? What makes me want, what made me want to do this job?
0: That's a great message. That's that's pretty remarkable. I like that a lot. It might be the name of the episode um, because remembering your why is certainly something that we're going to have to remember. Because as you stated, you know, graduation, I've only been to, you know, two of them and I really didn't know many of the kids, um, but still just seeing them walk across the stage, seeing the parents cry, seeing them take pictures, seeing them with the smiles on their face. That was also a bucket filler for me that got me going for next year. And I was super pumped for this year because my first year was, you know, this would be my third year at Verina. So the 10th graders, I know most mm-hmm. of them. I would say I know almost yeah. all of them through um, either admining or PE Being teaching in the or coaching yeah. or – Yep. And so that's – I'm hoping, you know, we're able to do something because I want to honor them because they've helped make my time at Verina incredibly yes. enjoyable. Yeah,
1: and that's, that's the toughest – that's the toughest loss from a you know professional kind of interpersonal thing for me has been losing that end of the year send-off for some of the kids. You know, so that is something that we have to get back to our why and recover from that.
0: Now you think once, you know, all the you know, all the cards are dealt for next year and every position's filled and whatnot, you think there'd be some good planning around you know, a little PL on remembering your why, like to start mm-hmm. off the school year. You know, like this year we did those um like mm-hmm. poker chips. And I thought that was really impactful. Have you put any thought into maybe what we could do or brainstorm now, like different things we could do for next year? Uh,
1: not too much. I mean, most unfortunately my brainstorming here has been trying to figure out um more logistical things with staffing and coronavirus catch-up and and uh, making sure the seniors do the Virginia U.S. history that they need to do to get out of here. But yeah, what, once yeah. that's all done, and once we can kind of put the cleanup process of 2020 behind us, I definitely think that's something we'll need to do. I think a lot of that too will be driven by um, what, what needs. You know what 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 is the leadership going to look like um, next year? I think that is also going to factor into that but as far as my role that's definitely something that i will you know want to contribute to is just making sure people know uh you know that you that you find a way to re-energize with this very Mm -hmm. sudden and somewhat clumsy and i don't mean that in a negative term towards anyone in particular but close to the school year yeah i got you um
0: for the teachers listening out there Is there a lesson you saw this year that was like a Hall of Fame rock star lesson? And would you like to share about it real quick?
1: Well, I mean, the the lesson has been just the flexibility required to do this job on a daily basis. I mean, we went from, hey, this coronavirus is kind of a thing we should pay attention to, to, oh, we may not get back in the building, To Schools are closed in a felt like a blink of an eye. And teachers have just Mm -hmm. crushed it. As far as getting their lessons uploaded and trying to talk to the kids and trying to stay connected and, you know, trying to entertain one another, whether it be virtual, you know, virtual happy hour or, you know, virtual scavenger hunts. You know, there's been just the incredible amount of flexibility that as a group we had that could handle this uh, (laughs) uber curveball that was thrown our way um, has been impressive. And, you know, I always knew Verona's staff when he was amazing and this just further, you know, throw a little pandemic in there. And, you know, they did a great job with something that, you know, we figure out crazy ways to miss school. You know, I was around for the sniper back in the early two thousands. We've missed cause of hurricanes mm-hmm. and flooding and power outages and wind. And now a global pandemic. And, and the teachers have just shown in terms of just rolling with the punches and getting kids what they need to get across the stage or to get that next credit. And that has really been just, I've always known flexibility was one of the big requirements of an educator, whether it be a teacher, an administrator, a school counselor, whatever. But I mean, this has mm-hmm. just really shown it and really let the teachers and the counselors shine in terms of how well they have handled this. Absolutely. Um are there any shout-outs you want to give out
0: there? Um, I know the PG answer would just say all of Rina, but is there a certain crew out there that you definitely want to give a special shout-out to? Well, from a
1: professional to? standpoint, I definitely want to give a shout-out to um, Ms. Seeley. Um, I have grown tremendously in my current role under her supervision. Um, I've always felt that I had a lot of strengths in terms of some of the relationship building and connecting with folks and the discipline process and the managerial stuff. I've always felt I've kind of been very, very strong, but she has helped me tremendously grow towards um, leadership as a uh, instructional leader, as a building leader. I mean, associate principal If people aren't aware if they're not Henrico people kind of, that's the XO, the second in charge. So I've gotten a chance to do some principally type things that I didn't do in my previous assistant principal position. So um just, you know, on, as she's an outgoing principal, she's just helped me tremendously grow in a different level than I felt like I had already or in a different direction or different you know, element of my leadership style that I didn't that I feel like wasn't a strength um, going forward. And now I feel much stronger about that. So I definitely want to give her a shout out. And of course, everyone else on the admin team who I've learned from, you know, Katie Noah um, has, you know, just her knowledge of special ed and her connection to the kids in the community is amazing. Um, Leslie English is kind of a junior version of that. Uh, however many years younger, I'm not aging either of them. Um, yeah. you know, Mr. <laughs> Turpin, as far as just the connections to come in and instantly make connections the way he did, um, Miss Robinson and that quiet kind of leadership that you don't always have to run your mouth, which is something I can, I can learn from. And then, and then you know your enthusiasm and ability to, uh, you know, just motivate people and keep it fun and kind of outside of the box. That I'm not, you know, you're way more creative than me. So learning from you, uh, you know, just how to be creative and some of the fun icebreakers and things and ways you've done that has been, you know, I've learned from everybody. So definitely giving the uh, uh, admin team team a shout out, but specifically Miss Seely for how she's helped me grow as a leader.
0: Yeah, and I'll just add to that, even just during this pandemic time, just relaying messages to us in timely manners and leading us um, in this crazy time that we've never done before. You know, her leadership is tremendous and same with yours. And I'm right on board with all of those, man. I appreciate we
1: appreciate it. we appreciate you and all you're doing to get this positive message out there.
0: What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder, and we have another special one for you today. It is my pleasure to have on Miss Katie Noah, Assistant Principal at Verona High School. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I've uh, gotten to do a couple of these podcasts today, and I've really enjoyed learning something new about everyone.
2: Oh, very cool.
0: So I'm looking forward to diving in and spilling the tea with you. Um, Sort of what's your background into education, and how'd you
2: end up at Verona? So kind of a roundabout way about how I ended up at Verana. Um, I actually taught exceptional education and my first job was in Tampa, Florida. And then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, taught there for a couple years, to Raleigh, North Carolina, taught there for a few years, and then in a roundabout um long story short, I ended up in Richmond and was just applying. I didn't know anything about any county or any school up here and just randomly applied for um, a bunch of different jobs. It just so happened that my first interview was with um, some folks at Verona and I went back and had an- I had other interviews scheduled and was offered the job and um, was fortunate enough to say yes and have not regretted it or looked back since
0: yeah i mean you're you're a pretty special member to the varina community you know you've been there everybody looks up to you 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 know are having kids you get to get to interact with kids whose you know older parents you probably interacted with so it's yeah it's kind of cool to have that legacy yep. at Verona.
2: well as since i first I started out at Verona teaching. I taught for a couple of years before I moved into administration and I've had um, kids of um, of parents that I taught come through Verona and that's actually been very cool. I've enjoyed that um, so much.
0: Very neat. And so like you said, your current role is, you know, assistant principal. What other like hats do you wear?
2: Well, um, I'm over the Exceptional Ed department, which I truly love since it is my passion and has been my passion my whole career. I um, the other thing that I kind of run is all the activities involving seniors. Which the the best day of the school year for me is. It's even better than Christmas is um, graduation and seeing everybody's excitement and just knowing that they have um these kids have worked so hard their whole lives and you know finally are gonna reach a um you know one of the biggest milestones of their life so um I enjoy doing that with the seniors. Um I also um on a little side note I am um in charge of working with the um custodians and maintenance and I really like to work with um, those folks. Um, they, we have some great folks that um, spend a considerable amount of time making sure our building is just perfect every day for everybody coming in. So um, those are those would be my my top three, I, I would say.
0: Yeah. And, and you, you do a lot, you know, you do obviously a lot more, but those are definitely your top three.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: So, so spill the tea for the audience about kind of what you do well. And, um, you know, whether it's with one, two or all three of those things, like what skills do you do really well?
2: Well, I think that and I think a lot of people at Verana are um, probably would have the same answer because we are all so unique and that, you know, we really, really love what we do and we really love where we are. But I think, you know, relationship building certainly is one of one of my top. I, I love getting to know the kids. I love watching them come in as um, babies in the ninth grade. And I love watching their them growing up and, and the changes that, that take place from ninth grade to twelfth grade. And, um, it is just such a thrill to me to be able to watch that progression of how they kind of grow up right in front of our very eyes. Um, the bittersweet thing to that is that they um, own a piece of my heart by the time they get in. To the twelfth grade, and and then they leave. But um, you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of a it's it's a joy to see them do well, but it's also sad to see them leave. But um, that would be one of one of my top things.
0: Very cool. And and you know, when you you know, you need the relationship building, like you said, for all all of those. You know, even C and M and Ed working with teachers, you got to have that strong relationship to really make that um, whole relationship flow. Definitely. Definitely. Um, How is it working with CNM? You don't want to like spill the tea on like what exactly you do and supervise and all
2: that? Well, um, a few years ago, um, one of the um, most um, fun challenges that I had was I was the um, contact person, the administrator that was over renovation. And we went through the renovation um, that, you know, the whole school was completely renovated. And so I got to be in on all of that from the planning stages to, you know, the actual execution of it. And so that's how that's how I came to really to work with um, C&M, because they were also a large part of of this process. But, um, you know, they they are like I said, we have some great people and in C&M and they're kind of like behind the scenes people. A lot of the nighttime folks. You know, teachers see on their way out and don't get to develop relationships with the custodians and the maintenance folks like I do. and And they just are they're just as passionate about Verona High School as as we are, as um, teachers and administrators, because they they really love seeing. You know, they don't see the kids that much, but when they do see them, they love you know speaking to them and you know seeing how well they're doing. Um, and they take great pride in in cleaning this and cleaning their spaces and making sure that knowing that the next day when the, the kids and the teachers come back into the building, that they're coming into a, a perfectly spotless um, place to work. And so I think that um, I, I really enjoy that. And they take great pride in what they do. Um, so that um, is definitely a a little bonus for me. Um, and, and getting to know those folks.
0: Very, very cool. And, you know, one thing that I've enjoyed doing since, you know, I'll stay late some days is getting to know some of the c and crew, and they're, they're incredible. You know, everything they do, you know, they'll come into a room where maybe a teacher hasn't taken care of it, and they'll, they will take care of it for them. And it took me almost, you know, meeting the lady who cleans the gym and everything it took me meeting her and going over stuff with her and like just chatting with her i tell my kids all the time like you're picking up everything in this room because i want this to be the cleanest room in the world so d doesn't have to do a thing right right and so you know I i wish hopefully if anybody's listening to this teachers you know make sure you take care of your room so that they have an easy job and can really just Put all the shines on
2: it. Yeah, and you know what? For the most part, teachers teachers really do. I don't ever get complaints from the custodians saying that you know they really hate to go in this one teacher's room because it's so messy. I never hear that. So that you know speaks well for our staff that they that they are considerate enough to make sure that the rooms you know are you know in in somewhat decent decent shape at the at the um, end of the day for the custodians.
0: For sure, for sure, and so um you know we've talked about the senior events c and m you know how is it being the ex ed admin what what kind of stuff do you do and supervise and use those relationship building to help our students succeed
2: i, I look at it more of just um, a support, a support for the teachers and definitely the students, but the parents as well. Um, parents oftentimes are navigating new waters when when they um, they may have some of the parents may not have experienced um, success in um, their younger child's life in academics. Um, you know some some students have a certain image of themselves, and so I um, feel like it is uh, a great opportunity for me as well as my my ex um, ex ed staff to you know build a build up their confidence, and and every student can learn. Every student can learn just as well as any other student. You just might need a different path to learn to learn that particular item. And so I feel like that is one of the greatest um, successes that we have um, at Verona is that we spend a considerable amount of time making sure that we discover what those paths are that our students need because each student is unique and each student has, has a unique um, path that they must journey down in order to, to find out what their success is.
0: Well, and, you know, speaking to that and getting those students to be successful in the classroom, I know you spent an incredible amount of time this year on SDI. You want to yes. kind of explain to ex-ed teachers or gen ed teachers out there listening, or even administrators, what that is?
2: Yeah, SDI, which um, it's called specially designed instruction, which um, interestingly enough, has um it is a new term and but it's not it's a new term and a lot of people are talking about it a lot of conversations about it but it's it's not new to me and it's not new to verona high school we we just are calling it something different this year because that is the term that the um county wants us to use but at verona years years ago i recognized even as a teacher i recognized that we have to spend a considerable amount of time as educators modifying and adjusting to what the student's learners needs are. Some students are visual learners. Some students are tactile learners. Some are auditory learners. So all good educators, whether you're an exceptional ed teacher or not, you need to spend time getting to know what kind of learner your student is. And then once you discover that then that child can learn anything. And you tailor whatever the activities are to what that child's learner, learning needs are. So I think that, that is one thing that we have done for years. It has been my focus um, for years um, in our department. So this isn't um, anything new to, to what we do as an ex-ed staff. Um, you know, we, we're still learning and we're still growing. Um, we're still discovering new ways to make um, learning better for um, our students. Um, and so, um, you know, it's it's something that's um, very fluid, constantly involving, and we're always, always learning better ways to help our kids.
0: Well, and, and one thing I took from you, you know, you let me kind of work with you this year through special ed and integrated services, but going to the XN meetings, that first one of the year, you know, you pretty much told the teachers, like, I know you heard a lot from other people about all the extra work we're going to have, but we've been doing this for years. So just sit down, relax, take a deep breath, and let's get through this together. And once you explained it to them, there was no hissy fits. There was nothing out there where teachers were really, you know, super upset because they trusted you as a leader and you kind of set the groundwork and framework for them. So, that's something I took from you way
2: early this year. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, I, um, you know, we, I'm fortunate enough to have a department leader that, um, you know, she also um, believes the things I do in supporting the teachers and discovering, you know, whatever resources they need. I also have, um, for the first time this year, I have a um, part-time ex-ed instructional coach, and she also is um, has spent a considerable amount of time. Um, discovering what resources teachers can use. Um, so and and I like to call it, you know, our bag of tricks. You know, we all we all as educators have our bag of tricks. Tricks, but ed teachers, you know, have their own have their own special bag of tricks with um, modifying assignments and making them um, so that everybody everybody can learn on an even playing field. For sure, for sure,
0: and you know, setting those students up for success, like you talked about. You know, they just need a unique way to learn things. And once they have it, then they're ready to learn. They're ready to rock and roll.
2: Yep, you're exactly right.
0: Uh, so what's, what's one or two pieces of advice you would recommend to either a school administrator, uh, a teacher, a faculty member, whomever, one or two pieces of advice for them to incorporate from Katie and Noah next school year to help them have a better successful school year?
2: I think the most important thing um, for educators is, and I mentioned this earlier, is that from from the first day of school until the last day of school, you're discovering what your students are doing and how they're doing it. But the most, one of the most important things I think is for um, teachers to get to know each student as a learner. What kind of learner are they? Because if you if you don't hang up. Come on, Cal. If you don't get to know what kind of students they are as as learners, then that's what um, would cause an invitation for um, students to not be motivated, not to um, feel like they are um, a part of the class. And and I'll be honest, there are ex-ed students that um, that do come to hu- us that have really low confidence in their academic abilities. And I think that the sooner you get to know what kind of learner your, your student is, the better off they can be in your classroom.
0: And, and how, how can you, how can teachers or uh, administrators or staff members, how can they learn how the students learn? What would you recommend?
2: Well, at the beginning of the year, I think that you have to have individual discussions with your, with your students. And oftentimes, it's something as simple as, tell me how you learn best. I do it all the time when I have parent-teacher conferences. When I look at a student's grades and I see, for example, if they have good grades, you know, with classwork and homework, but they're failing tests and quizzes, my first question to the student is, how are you studying for this test? Tell me exactly what you do. And that gives me a lot of insight as to why they are not being successful on the the tests and quizzes. Um, And I think it's just a simple matter, like I said, getting to know your student as a person. And it does take a considerable amount of time. You have to have those individual conversations. You can even have them. I've seen some teachers um, use this very successfully where you give um, kids the first day of school um, index cards. And you ask the basic questions, you know, your name, your birthday, your parents name, your phone number. But you also ask, you can ask them those questions on that card. You know, tell me um, how you feel about how you feel about math or how do you feel about writing? We're going to do a lot of writing this year and just asking them those questions. And then just what the other thing that you can do as an educator within the first few weeks of school is watch your children. Watch each child walk around the room. Watch them as they're doing the activities. Um, A lot of times exceptional ed students will look really busy and look like they know what they're doing. When, when it's a fact that they're just covering up for they don't want to ask a question if they don't understand. So you have to really look at your child, your children in your classroom and watch, watch what they're doing. Very cool. And
0: I, I like that. And even as a teacher, it's like, you know, having those conversations with them. And then, like you just said, watching them as to what they're doing and really focus on watching every kid and seeing what they're doing you can sort of learn how they learn right. best.
2: And, you know, you can even go as far as if, you know, if you have a child, say, for example, that's just not getting it, you know, and say, say, for example, you're a math teacher, you may go back to the previous teacher and say, you know, tell me about, tell me about this child. What, what works? What doesn't work? You know, give me, give it. And you can't feasibly do that with every child, but you're not going to need to do that for every child. But it also, I think, you know, help if they're in the upper grades, talk to, you know, talk to their teachers that they had previously, you know, especially if you find a teacher that they did really well in, tell me what you did. And I, I give that advice to teachers all the time, you know, go back and talk to teachers and find out, you know, if this child is obviously being successful in your class, what are they doing? What are they doing to cause that success? Because you want to emulate it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And going back and having those conversations and then, you know, it helps also those teachers maybe find a new teacher to work with and learn Correct.
2: from. Correct. Yes, exactly. And pairs. And those for the listeners. I uh-huh. I'll say, I was going to say parents are also another good resource. You know, they, you know, so I've, I've asked parents that before and they kind of look at me like, well, well you're, the, you're the teacher, you should know, but you no, know, parents have a lot, of, um, a lot of good insight on their, their children as learners, so that, that's another, you know, resource as well. Just ask, you know, ask mom and dad to help tell me what, what, what works best for your child. Do they need to be in the front of the room? Do they need to be in the back of the room? Do they need this? Do they need that? So, um, you know, you might gain some good insight from those conversations as well
0: also a really 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 good point um i will i will let you know you know my first year at verina i'm doing like my cafeteria and lunch duties and i see kid after kid just coming through the door and the first thing they do they see miss noah they go to miss noah side hug see miss noah high five see miss noah check-in can you speak to sort of how you build that rapport um with our community of students
2: Gosh, that's a really hard question for me to answer. You know, um, I truly love our kids. Um, I love having conversations with them. I love talking to them about what they do on the weekends. And, you know, I, uh, I like to find out if I see that they are maybe not happy one day, find out what's going on. Um, I feel like I am truly interested in, in them. Um, Like I said earlier, I love this age, you know, just seeing the um, progression of, of how they develop through the years. Um, So I, I just love being around them. I, I guess that, you know, maybe you know, maybe or maybe not a good answer, but, um, I, um, I think that they are, you know, such a gift and, um, have lots of gifts. And I, and I tell them all the time, I really want you to, you know, want to know that in 10 years, you know, you are going to be making, um, you know, money to support yourself in however way you want to, that you're happy and you're, you're safe and you're successful, um, so, um, and I do have a lot of former students come back that I see, you know, whether or not it's sporting events, um, you know, come back as, you know, aunts or uncles or parents, um, whatever. Um, and it is such a, um, a joy for me to see the kids, um, especially, you know, after, cause they're always my kids, um, after, um, mm-hmm. they leave, um, in fact, one of my former students, Um, I know he has a birthday today. So first thing I did this morning was reach out to him and, and tell him happy birthday. So, um, you know, but they are just, you know, fun to be around. So maybe, maybe that answers the question. I don't know. No, I think it does. I mean, it
0: it just, you know, means you got to be involved in their lives, right. You know, more than just school be involved in their lives. And, you know, that's one thing that I love from, my second and third year as compared to my first year, my first year, you know, I don't know anybody. So I'm connecting with my students, but that's it. But year two, year three, it's like those students, as you said, are still my kids. I share them with a bunch of adults, but they're my kids. And so I get those check-ins and it's, it's, it's really, it fills your bucket when you get to see those kids smile, check in, who knows what's going to happen after this COVID mess with Um, high um, fives and side hugs, but, but a constant check-in is something special. You know,
2: Uh, people keep talking about um, never ever being able to give somebody a high five or a handshake or a hug. I, I don't believe we can live in that kind of world. Um, I don't think I can, because we might not be able to do it for now or even for, you know, the, the next, you know, however, however long into the future, whether it be months or, or a year. But, you know, I, I think it's too important to, you know, reach out and give somebody a high five or give somebody a side hug and, you know, pat them on the back and say, great job. Um, so, you know, I just cannot believe we would ever have to live in that kind of world. Um, so hopefully we will not.
0: I'm with you. I am with you. Um, this is the part of the show now, Miss No, where you get to give some shout outs before we wrap up. Is there any groups of people or You know, your team or whatnot, you want to give some, you know, first,
2: I would, I have to give a shout out to first and foremost, my, my counselor partner, Michael Oliver. Um, We've been together for many, many years. Um, We talk daily. We, we don't do anything with kids without the other one. And I think that we are um, such a great partnership for kids, you know, whether, you know, we're one of us is good cop, bad cop with them, you know, or, you know, we're both empathizing. But I have to give a shout out to Mike Oliver. He is um, truly a great partner to have um, for, um, for me. Um, you know, my admin team, you you and the rest of the guys on the team, um, you know, we, we're we kind of going through life together with, at Rana High School. And, you know, we, you know, we don't always have, you know, perfect days, but, you know, we don't ever go home saying, you know, I'm not coming back to that place because it was just a bad day. We, we always love coming back. Um, And then to my ex-ed teachers, you know, I have truly um, the most dedicated folks that have kids, um, have the best interest of of kids in mind. So even during this time that we've been out, um, I have um, spent a considerable amount of time either through talking on the phone, text, or email. And I have seen the hard work and the dedication that my teachers are putting in into giving those kids the push that they need. I had a teacher last night. She, last night she spent two hours on a video conference with a child and a parent um, trying to um, help this this kid to get some work done. So, I mean, that was truly, you know, um, amazing to me that um, – that she spent, you know, that much time in the evening working working with that child that needed it. And he's, he is, you know, going to be a better person for, because she spent that time with him. So, and, uh-huh. you know, I, I have to give a shout out again to my C&M folks, you know, like I said earlier, they definitely are part of the backbone of Verona and, you know, keeping things, you know, we have a, uh, a new old school. It's, it's an old, Vrana High School's been around for a long time, but our building is um, new and, you know, they take great pride and I um, admire and appreciate that so much.
0: Well, that is, that is a wonderful group to give your shout outs to because, you know, like I said, or you said, some people in here that you've mentioned today don't really get brought up. And so for you to give them a little shout out, it means something well, for you. sure. Well, that is pretty much it, Miss Noah. Is there anything you want to wrap up with? Or, um, you know, this was a fun 28 yes. minutes. Yes, um,
2: I can't believe we went that long. No, I think that I appreciate your questions and you allowed me to have this um, this time to, um, you know, give some some shout outs to the people that I've worked with. Um, I just want to say too that I miss all my people tremendously, um, you know, Every day I wonder what, it, when I'm at work, I'm like, wonder what it's like to be at home. I know what it's like now to be at home. And I definitely <laughs> am a better, I'm better off um, being with my people. And I need to get back to my people um, as soon as I can. So, um, you know, that's, that's been um, truly
0: There you go, tea drinkers. That was an episode of Staffel Tea Spilling the Tea. I want to thank you for steeping in our episode. And do me a favor and go give us a four or five star review and click that subscribe button so you get future episodes. This has been real. This has been fun. And this has been real fun. Till next time. See ya.